Hey there, on this 10-9-2022, it's EDB, that's Eric Deshaun Barrett, and I believe you're connected to this because you're ready for our Sunday meditation, which will begin in just a few moments. Good morning, good morning. Uh, Well, it's a Sunday. Everybody up? Hmm, let's see. Uh, Yeah, kind of, right? Good morning. God bless. You know, nobody uh, had to drag me out of bed this morning. I was anxious. I was anxious. You know, Sundays you should be anxious. Because, um, you know, we're here and uh, we're here to... We're here to learn. We're here to listen, and we're here to uh, to glean from the Word of God. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to hear from the Word of God, and we're going to use it uh, to uh, apply to our life. Uh, you know, everybody needs a little ther- therapy, and Sunday morning therapy is pretty strong. So, so we're going to work on that. But um, welcome, welcome to Virtual Church Sunday Edition. There you go. See. So, uh, you know, if you haven't been on Wednesday, you need to come by, swing by on Wednesday and get a little little uh, tidbit of what's going on on Wednesday. But we're here Sunday, and we're going to have we're going to have fun, and most important, we're going to worship God and we're going to praise God. That's why we're here, you know, to learn, to praise God, and to get fed, and to build up our relationship with our what with our Savior. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for this opportunity to get together once again to open your word, to glean, to laugh, and to share. You know, when, when your word is shared, it, it, it comes back tenfold. When your word is shared, it blesses our hearts. But most important, it blesses our soul. We thank you for that. We thank you that you give it to us. We thank you that we're able to get together that we're able to study and, and, and hear your word. But most of all, we're able to share your word with those among us that uh, maybe don't know the word. And that's my prayer, that we will do that this week. We will open our hearts and our minds and, and open our, the word of God to other people. Lord, we just, again, thank you, thank you for, for what we're doing uh, today, this morning, bless us, protect us, give us the strength, and, and again, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for your salvation, thank you for your son, amen and amen, God bless. Amen. Mama Bell, I think you get to play now, we're uh, right. Okay. Okay. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
morning i know you're used to hearing my loud mouth first thing uh, but but we moved brother dennis to the beginning and he did beautifully this morning beautiful beautiful we are so excited that we have him uh able to continue with us and and uh, brother dennis uh, we we just stubborn old mules we're gonna find a way to keep him around i don't care what the condition he is and, and uh yeah, we're going to keep him around. we just find somewhere else to use him. And Grandmom and, and, and Mama, Pastor Mama Boop are two cheering. Whole classes on how to survive. There you go. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Look, look, look. We'll do that. We'll do that. Tuesday teaching for the blind. We'll teach you. Learn, learn how to survive. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, cause so, somebody needs to know how to how how to, how to keep on like y'all keeping on, and y'all are encouraging people. That's why we got. My, um, I, I appreciate I, you I for had, keeping on. I had somebody ask me how do I pour coffee. I said a little bit at a time. Come on now. <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell you something that's gonna make my name Mama Bell laugh. Almost drop a tea out of a cup this morning. <laughs> Stop laughing over that woman. You ain't supposed to be laughing that hard in church. It's pissing me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I asked Mama Bell if she wanted to come to a bike ride. She almost laughed off the, off the second floor of her house this morning. <laughs> she said, Would you you want me to lead the pack? I'll tell them where the hermitage is. I'll just say, over there, I'll show them all the flowers. And then, <laughs> And if you're lucky, I might count the bricks for you one by one. I can see you. <laughs> you can, yeah, we can fill the bumps. Come on now, so you don't know. Yeah, don't you? yeah, you feel the. I, I, I told her just come and 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 just feel the air on her toes. She ain't got to see nothing. Just feel on her toes. But tomorrow, for those of you who are able, and I, and I am serious, if you just want to come out and feel the air on your toes, that's fine. But we're going over to the Hermitage at 11 a.m., and we're going to meet there. And it's 
uh, an organization called Spinclusion, and I like to call them the bike taxi. They just they have a little bike that's a taxi, kind of like a. Uh, you ever heard of the queen riding on a coach, a horse and buggy, where they ride on a bouse, a biking buggy, and they'll just take you riding around the city in their little bike and buggy. And uh, we're going to enjoy an uh, opportunity to give our seniors some time out and and take them somewhere that many of them have never been before. And then we're going to schedule some time. We we did learn. Uh, well, I didn't think about it, but uh, uh, it's, it's Monday in Norfolk is called No Museum Monday, where none of them are open. And so we did not realize that when we booked the event that we would not get to go inside on tomorrow, but we're definitely going to work to do uh, another opportunity for us to get you in there and see what's going on inside the Hermitage. So if you can give me this folly, this one time, and and then we'll figure out how to do the next part later, that would be, that'd be great for us. The second thing I want to put in your brain this morning is to make sure that you are getting your ballots. Uh, if you have them, please uh, go ahead and fill them out. And uh, and uh, I was going to tell you how to do it, but, uh, you know, we can talk about that offline. But uh, you can tell us how to get your ballots, fill them out. If you need somebody to come help you, Please give someone a call. You can give me a call, or we, you know, I might, I might put my mama to work. She ain't here, but I put her to work anyway, and have us go help you put your ballots in. And she ain't got nothing to do, so I tell her to go do something for her life. And uh, we might call a couple other people over to to assist us in in doing that as well to make sure that everybody gets their ballots and and gets connected. And finally. Know what's going on as it pertains to that ballot, who uh, you're voting for in your cities and your councils, your school boards, and so forth. Your school board is important. Brother Mark, who was here a couple winters ago, had an opportunity. Uh, we had opportunity to share and connect with him. He said on one occasion, he said, uh, I know you're not interested in the school board because you ain't got no cheering. But you got property, and we don't teach them how to walk past your house and not kick your bricks over. Then you're going to have some problems. So vote for me because I'll at least make sure you're cheering no manners when they pass by your house. Praise the Lord. They need to learn. I'm for somebody to hear that. Somebody hear that. I heard it. probably don't want to walk by and see your trash can kicked over in the morning because some brat didn't know how to keep his hands off. So those are the things that they're praying for and they're working towards trying to uh, to uh, get done in their communities. So please keep that in prayer. Keep our uh, community as a whole in prayer. Uh, Pastor Booth is going to come pray with us in just a few moments. And one of the things that uh, we're asking him to pray for is for, uh, I read an article that talked about how we were heading into a global recession. 
they're doing something. The financial reserve is messing up some stuff, and, and so they said, "Hunker down. We're gonna we're gonna be crying in a minute. So keep that in prayer." But before we get to the crying, we can get to the shouting. Since the year 1957, some argue, stats is things. You know, stats is those things that somebody just make up because they got nothing better to do. So we'll just say that. But since that year that this particular institution has been recording data, they have said some 20 7,000 people a month, 27,000 people a month, and we're just roughballing it here. We don't know the exact, have been incarcerated because of a minor drug charge, better known as marijuana. And as of this past week, the president of East States United has pardoned thousands of people. Thousands of people get their lives restored who have just been caught smoking or carrying marijuana. And so we're thankful for those young people who are going to get their lives back. And we're going to work with them. A lot of them are going to be in our community, so we're going to get them back in the system and get them registered and get them acclimated back into life. Some of them are coming out of jail. And so that's something for us to be in prayer for as they are going to work to get themselves back into our society. These are the things I would like to put on the prayer list. I'm sure you have some things that you would like to put on the prayer list. We ask for you to get those things together in your mind. There may be one or two people that you would like to pray for. We can take this time as Pastor Booth is praying corporately over the issues of our community, over the issues of our state and our world, uh, there's some things in your brain. You can just bow your head wherever you are and pray in your own voice. If you don't even want to hear him, just tune him out. He's talking to God on behalf of us as a whole. But maybe you got some pressing issues. You can just go ahead and put the phone down if you have to. Or you can wait until the end and he'll give you some time to actually pray for your issues amongst yourselves. Wherever you find yourself this morning, if you will join with us as Pastor Booth leads us to the table. We need the old. We need you. Yes, we do. Hallelujah. Every hour. We need you, oh, bless us now, our Savior, we come. 
to God, our Father, we honor you, we praise you, we glorify you, we thank you, Lord God, we lift up our voices in praise this morning, Lord, that you are God, and beside thee there is no other, and we honor you this morning for honoring us with this life, this strength, this to get up this morning and to witness another day, another week, another moment oh, that you have given us as our golden years march on. We thank you, Lord God, for what you've done. Because many dangers toward us now as we have already come. Yes, Lord. We thank you because, yea, though we have walked through the valley and walking through the valley in the shadows of death, we fear no evil because you, God, are with us. You are our rod and our staff, and and you do comfort us, and we thank you for that. Yes, Lord. Thank you. We thank you for the shelters that you have given us. over our heads and we thank you for the beds that we are able to lie in and we thank you for the tables that we sit in because you said you prepared the table for us even in the midst of our enemies. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, for being able to open up a refrigerator in the cupboard and have something to eat. We thank you, Lord. Thank you for the reasonable portion of health and strength that you have provided for us. 
might feel a pain here and may feel a little feverish there. But, Father, we thank you for keeping us and giving us what we do have. And we appreciate, we count it a blessing. Yes, 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 we count it a blessing. We look back and we see the many that have fallen off on this journey, Lord, and you have still allowed us to keep us here for such a time as this. And we don't take it for granted. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we come now, Lord God, and we do have enough sense to say, Lord, we have fallen short and we have come short of your glory. And we ask you for forgiveness for that, Lord God, that you, that we may be in right standing as we stand before you and as we stand for this world that's looking and waiting for, and they're groaning with a great expectation of the saints. And, Father, as we come this morning, we pray, Lord God, that you will continue to be God in our lives. Continue to be God in our homes. Continue to be God in our families. Continue to be God in our communities. Continue to be God in our nation, Lord. So many things that are going on, Lord God, and we are not going to complain about them, but we're going to bring them to you because you said that we can cast all of our cares upon you because you care for us. You care that we live in neighborhoods that are safe. You care, Lord God, that we live in a nation, Lord God, where there are so many demonstrations going on for people's rights, Lord God, and you care, Lord God, that we have these uh, freedoms. You care, Lord God, that we have everything that we need. Yes, you do. You care. Because your word says that you shall supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory. You care for us. You do. You care, Lord God, for those who are uh, steering the economy of our nation mm-hmm. and the threats of of all of the things that has come in, into play that relates to finances, Lord God interest rates and inflation and the cost of gasoline and the cost of education the cost Lord God of lights and the cost of mortgages and car notes and uh, Lord God all of these things Lord God on, it falls on the burden of people But unfortunately, it falls on the burden of people, Lord God, that are barely making it already. Father, they are falling on on those who are not living in in the greatest and the most expensive neighborhoods. And that they are, Lord God, it's falling on those that don't have the income that is needed to sustain them. People or wages are below poverty, and, and Lord God, they're below the the wages of that which this should be. Lord God, that a person can live comfortable. Well, Father, we pray for those who are steering the economy. I pray, Lord God, that you, Lord God, will give the those who are in charge. I pray, God, that you would give them the knowledge and all that is needed, Lord. 
to turn this thing around, Lord. It's about to be cold. Today is one of the coldest days of the season so far. People need heat, Lord God, and they don't need to go broke trying to provide heat for their home. Father, we pray, Lord God, that you will work miracles and, and God, that you will touch hearts, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that we pray for those who are trying to play games as it comes to the economy and our money. We pray for them, Lord. We pray, Lord God, that they will get themselves together, Lord God, and and they they will not look at me as trees, but they will look at me as you look at them as your children. Yes, Lord. Oh, Father, I pray, God, that you will touch their hearts. There's someone in a cardboard house this morning, not because they want to be there, but because life has driven them there. Father, there are people who are shooting and killing one another, Lord, because they feel that life has driven them there. But we pray, Lord God, that there will be a turnaround, that hope, Lord God, that, that, that you have placed in the hearts of people, Lord God, to help. I pray, God, that the help will come, and I pray that the people will receive the help when the help arrives. Yes, Lord. Oh, Father, do it in Jesus' name. Father, we just thank you, Lord God, for that. You're a great God. Yes, you are. And you're greatly to be praised. That's why we enjoy talking to a daddy and a father that listens to us. You don't turn a deaf ear. You always listen to us. Yes, yes. And we thank you, Lord, for that. Father, we just praise you for that this morning. And we just give your day the glory, the praise, because it belongs to you. Father, we thank you for touching the heart of our president and, and releasing those men with minor offenses that, that, they, that the world, that the government was trying to snatch the very life out of them because of some minor incident, Lord. This is not the first law that was put on the books to damage a people, to ruin them. Lord God, and we just pray, Lord God, as those guys and men and women alike, Lord, have a chance, an opportunity to a new life. I pray we'll open up doors, Lord God, for more to be released. And even for those, Lord God, that that find themselves in situations, Lord God, that they didn't mean to do what they did. Lord God, they made wrong choices. And we just pray, God, that that you will continue to touch hearts of people. That, Lord God, they will help them, Lord God. And, Father, we just pray as those who don't understand. Those who are fighting against those who are just fighting for their freedom rights. We pray, Lord God, that you would touch them, touch their heart. We pray that a spirit of conviction will come upon them. And Lord God, we we will forever give your name the praise and the glory. And we thank you for that. We pray, Lord God, that this election season is going on lastly, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that those candidates that are running, Lord, we pray, God, that you will weed out the trouble. You will weed out those who 
don't care. We pray, God, that you will weed out those who are just looking for a name for themselves. Jesus, yes, Lord. We pray, Lord God, that you will open up the door for those who really care. They really have a heart for people. Yes, Lord. I pray, Lord God, that you will touch hearts and wake up people, Lord God, uh, that haven't registered to register. And those who haven't voted, voted, Lord God. I pray, God, it will be a record number turnout. Lord. For those, Lord God, that will stand up and allow the, the, this society and this nation know that we are not going to continue to lay back and allow it in everything that happened, that every voice will be heard in Jesus' yes, name. Yes, Lord. Oh, we thank you for it. We declare it to be so in Jesus' name. At this time, we can give you that opportunity to bring forth the things that are upon your heart. That Pastor Booth did bring before God this morning. But look, it's on your heart. Let's talk to him now. Let's talk to him now. Father, bless this service today like you have already have. Bless the man of God as he brings forth your word. And we give your name to praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Before Mama Bell comes back to pray for a play for her, I would like to focus our attention on Exodus chapter 1. I'm going to hang out here for some time. Uh, when I'm going to finish, I don't know. But Exodus chapter 1, verse 5, says, The total number of Jacob's descendants was 70. Joseph was already in Egypt. Joseph and all his brothers, and all that generation eventually died. But the Israelites were fruitful, increased rapidly, multiplied, and became extremely numerous, so that the land was filled with them. The Israelites were fruitful. They were having sex and popping off babies. Increased rapidly. They couldn't stop having babies. They must have heard of contraceptives and abortion tablets. I'm sorry, I say that out loud, I should hear. But a new king, verse 8, who did not know about Joseph, 
came to power in Egypt, he said to his people, look, the Israelite people are more numerous and powerful than we are. Come, let us deal shrewdly with them. Otherwise, they will multiply further. And when war breaks out, they will join our enemies and fight against us and leave the country. Mama Bell is going to play for us. And then we're going to discuss this morning from the subject, there's more of us than it is of them. wonderful blue and white sign that used to hang on the front of the attic building. Wood used to hang there. Cooper's Jewel. Jewelers and eyeglass. Pride used to hang. Then you had carvers. list goes on and on of various stores. Breath loans. These were the businesses that made up black church. Over a quarter of a billion dollars annually on one street black-owned businesses 
Riddick's funeral services. Oh, all these great names that most of you can remember ten times better than I made up our streets. And then, like the snap of Houdini's finger, they were gone. I had the opportunity to look at a set of photos from 1982. There's 100 or 295 of them. And so there is a possibility that there might be some resemblance or some portrait of the world that passed. But what I saw in that particular group of photos was the attic theater where Mr. Stark and Legums, or Madam Stark and Legums, you know who it was. Their name was on the building, but the windows was boarded up. All of the establishments and homes from Chapel Street all down, boarded up, holes in the roof. This once dynamic empire is now being displayed as a trash heap for all to see. When our young people go and they look up Church Street in Norfolk, they're not going to get a bonsai view of the past, the glory of church. No, 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 no. They're going to get run-down buildings, rats crawling through the streets, bums with the pants hanging down. That's what they're going to see, the glory of who we as a people once was has died, and now there is a generation that knows not of our proverbial Joseph, that knows not of our proverbial house of Jacob. They do not know of us in our heyday. I used to sometimes get angry, and I guess I still do when you push me hard enough. When I listen to uh, the voices of today, these voices that tend to build their platforms, if you will, I hate that word, There's one thing I would like to change in the political. Don't talk about no platform. I can't stand when people talk. What's your platform? I hate that term. There ain't nothing but a, a, a nice little position that you can just run your mouth on as far as I'm concerned. And I say that because you find that a lot of our voices of today love to build a platform on the struggle. They rolled in here Friday, 
and they want to talk about how the world looks now on Sunday without taking into consideration that there was four days prior to they lived. And that was just in the weekday. We're not talking about what happened last Saturday and Sunday. Oh, that's an addition. But just from Friday to Sunday, they got a, a good idea of what the city looks like, what, what our community looks like, what the standing of us are. We just poor, decrepit, beat down, broken people. That's what we found out on Friday. We didn't know that on Thursday we had to put up the cardboard boxes because Wednesday the hurricane came by and knocked the windows out and took the roof off the building because Tuesday we weren't taught to prepare for it because Monday we didn't have any tools in the in the hardware store because Sunday they changed the laws and made sure we had no money. That stuff wasn't talked about. Wasn't talked about. How we were left to fend for ourselves without the boots and the straps. That wasn't talked about. It wasn't talked about that some of that was by design because if we take the boots and take the straps, they can't survive. That wasn't talked about. Even though they took the boots and took the straps, we found a way to make it on broken glass with bare feet. They won't talk about that, though. They won't talk about that. I tried to give you some notes and write this stuff down. You know, I ain't wrote notes in years, so I can't give you the notes. I wanted you to have the notes to this, but I couldn't do it. I'm sorry. I wanted you to read of the history of your people, of the people who was connected to you. I wanted you to read of even before we got to Black Church Street, we found ourselves on Black Wall Street. I wanted you to read. I tried to put it in notes, but for Brother Dennis and Mama Bell, it wouldn't matter anyway, so y'all can join them. Just see it in your head. I wanted you to see how there once was a time when they love to tell you that black and white can't get together, that's a bald-faced lie. There was a time when black on, back on Black Wall Street, when the white businesses were suffering because the black businesses was giving good, good, good service. And because of certain laws and certain ideals and because they were trying to just help each other, the black businesses didn't uh, manipulate the prices. They didn't fluff them up a little bit, as should I say. The white folks were fluffing up the prices to keep the black man down, but the black man figured out how to fix the cars and figure out how to build the houses and keep the cost low so the black man could survive. And the white folks that ain't had the same amount of resources, the black man was starting to work together. Uncle Jim was coming over to the black neighborhood because he found out he can get parts 20 cents cheap on the dollar. He was poor too. He was out there picking cotton too. 
man got mad and realized that the black man was doing better than he was. And they went and burned it down. I don't come to talk to you about this to make you mad. You get enough of that on TV. I come to talk about this to give you hope. If it happened once, it can happen again. If we thrived once, we can thrive again. If we overcame once, we can overcome again. If we believe once, we can believe again. (laughs) But what it takes is an opportunity for us to just sit down and know. Paul told Timothy, just remind them. Remind them. Put them in remembrance. Now, I know what all the theologians are going to say. Well, that's not what that text means. Well, y'all make stuff up to do what y'all want to do with it, so I'm going to do it today, too. That's why we got 500 churches from one corner to the next. Nobody agree with that book. Paul said, put them in remembrance. So I would like to remind you of a time when you were not broken, busted. I would like to remind you of a time when you had access. Oh, you may not have known about it. You may not have profited from it. Even in our glory days, some of us were still believing that we were destined to be poor. That's the thing that sometimes bothers me in certain communities of religious connection and affiliation, a.k.a. church. They told me not to call it church because church means us and us ain't doing it all, so why are you connecting it to us? So I'm just going to say opportunities of a religious affiliation. There's certain opportunities of religious affiliation I can't understand. I can't understand how for 40 and 50 and 60 years we have been preaching about power. We've been preaching about God owning the cattle on a thousand hills. That the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and the world and they that dwell therein. And the same folks every first Sunday is in the line praying for rent money. I don't understand it. I don't understand how it has been so difficult even today to move past the first of the month rent praying God. Why can't God give me a Cadillac? Why can't God give me a brick long house with a view? Why can't God give me a job with a 401k? 
one or two stock options and maybe a dental plan. Why can't God do that for me? Why am I serving a God that keeps me in Walmart barely making minimum wage and needing another job just to make sure that I can get bread and water? Why is this God the one I serve? I need somebody to tell me that, preacher. Mr. Preacher, with your gaiters on and your long silk robe, Mr. Preacher, you showed up in your bitly. Mr. Preacher, when I got here, I had to make sure I stayed in the center of the concrete because the church grass was so wet from the sprinklers, you keep the grass green. How you paying the water bill, Mr. Preacher? Because I sure can't pay mine. I love Africa. Ain't never been, but I love it. I got one or two friends over there I do, thanks for the technology. But I just want to know, while the schools are being built in Africa, while the hospitals and clinics are being built in Africa with my tithe money, but over August all I get is two pencils and a, and a clan of crayons to send to my school. I don't want to know, Mr. Preacher. One notebook and two pencils, maybe a pen, and a can of glue, but a school and a hospital attached is built in Africa. I want to know, Mr. Preacher, why is God so prosperous in Africa? And my country, my home, is becoming just about as much as a third world country as Africa is. I just want to know. Let's go down. Let's keep them poor. Let's keep them broke. Let's keep them busted. Don't you see? Oh, say, can you see? It's the same tactic. We might as well say Bishop Willie Lynch because all he did was come and preach the gospel message to the master. All he did was came and preach Exodus chapter 1, go down and divide them up, put the lights on one side and the colors on the other, and just have them hate each other. That's all you got to do. Divide and conquer. That's all you got to do. Come and kill and steal and destroy. That's all you got to do. And you'll control them for about 400 years. Where are we at? Year 399. And I'm about tired of being controlled and destroyed. He said he can control us for 400 years. Time's up, Mr. Lynch. I used to go to a church where the pastor preached one Sunday, might have been a series of Sunday. 
She said everything has an expiration date. Well, Willie Lynch gave the expiration date. And I say it again, I don't know how you feel about it, but I didn't suffer long enough with this garbage. And so I look down at the Willie Lynch theory. I look down at the separation theory. I look down at the divide and conquer theory, and it smells like a sack of old potatoes that was left in the back of the fridge. It's rotten and molded, and it's time for it to be thrown away. That's the way I feel about it. They divided us. They conquered us. I went out, and I might have shared this story. There was a young man who I was going out to meet, and it bothered me. And I, But as I was walking back down the street, the Lord began to talk to me. He talks to me, too, you know. We have conversations. Sometimes, Mama Bell, I put my earphones in my ear and hold the phone in the air just so people will think I'm talking on the phone, but I'm really not. Because he talked to me. He said, don't pay that boy no mind. He was just flexing for his daddy. But he had to tell me. He had to, he had to, let, he had to make sure I knew, Brother Mama. Brother, I was trying to say Brother Dennis and Mama Bell. They were my two friends. <laughs> he had to make sure that I knew that he was educated. I know something. You'll find, at least I have on this journey, that you have some of us who must throw it in their face. It must be thrown. They must throw it. They got to let you know that they got their Prius and their double wide. It's used, you know, the Prius is, and even the double wide, but they got to let you know it. I'm somebody, and they will try to use that used Prius with a dent in it that they probably got an auction probably off of a crackhead that they busted. They're going to let you know with that Prius and that double wide that they are somebody until they find out you got a Cadillac and a brick long house and then use a stuck-up Negro because now they're intimidated by you. But before, when they thought you was broke, busted, and disgusted, oh, you think you know something. You don't know nothing. Let me tell you what I know because I got my diploma. Divide and conquer. They gave us one or two degrees. All it is is a piece of paper signed by one or two dignitaries that certify that you know what you already supposed to know you know. But I got my diploma now. I'm a master. I'm a doctor. I, I, I climbed the ladder. Yes, yes, I got off the elevator for work today on the 10th floor. No, I'm not cleaning. That's for the other people. I feel sorry for you. Your mama was on the 10th floor, too, to clean them floors while you went and got your little self all stuck up. 
She scrubbed the floor with the toothbrushes so that you can go get that little degree. But they divided. And they tried to conquer. Why? Because they know it is not a secret to anybody else but us. It is not a mystery to anybody else but us that if we ever let them Negroes get together, somebody will bring the corn, somebody will bring the rutabagas, somebody will bring the hog jar, we'll smell up the kitchen with the pig's feet, but we'll have a meal. If we ever get together, Black man can build a neighborhood like Mexicans. Man told me one time, he said, you know something? Black folks and Mexicans is like roaches. All you need is one, and you turn around and blink, you have a thousand of them. And the problem is the white man come along with a raid and just keep killing you off. They kill you off with fast money. They tell you, if you go sell one or two grams of marijuana, the marijuana will make you rich. And that same man will go down Chapel Street and hand you the marijuana and then head over to Finn Church and tell the cops where you are. <laughs> Divide and conquer. They'll take you down and whisper in your ear, look at you funny, spit on you once or twice, get you knocked up, and then take you to the clinic and say, take a pill. Divide and conquer. Most of us don't think about it. Some of that because we've just been struggling to survive that it just doesn't make sense. I go to church all day long and I pray and the preacher tell me spin around twice and pay ninety nine ninety nine and God's gonna give me a miracle. I come to tell you this morning the reason why you ain't got that miracle is because you spent ninety nine ninety nine on the preacher instead on rent. Mm-hmm. I come to the conclusion that I stopped investing ninety nine ninety nine in the profit and invested in Texaco and Apple and HP. And I spent around twice and watched my profits turn. That's where my blessing came from. I've learned that even in our church they used to divide. They preached the slave gospel. Oh, if you love God, he'll put a roof over your head and clothes on your back and food on your table. But if you cross him, he'll kill you. 
That ain't nothing but slave gospel. God ain't never killed nobody. It didn't say the wages of God is death. It said the wages of sin. Sin is nothing more than a response to an act. If you go out there and drive drunk and get from Ingleside to Mama Bell's house in a straight line, that ain't God. First of all, if you get there in a straight line, that's a miracle that God got you there. But if you crash into one or two houses, that's not God that busted your brains open. That's vodka and gray goose. Of sin, God ain't killed nobody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lord Jesus, don't make no sense. Why you give me all these babies? God ain't had nothing to do with that. You should have took the out of order sign off you. Oh, hallelujah. Multiply. Ain't my fault you didn't close down your legs. God ain't killed or hurt nobody. But they told us that to make Mm. us feel like it was God's fault that we are in trouble. Now, let me get to my point. I think I didn't made it, but not in my head. I go back to the church that I was in, and I look now. And also find folks who used to be there, and they'll come out and they'll have their testimonies and their hurts and their pains and so forth and so on. And I kind of sit there and I rub my head because even in that regard, it was a slave tactic. That slave tactic was touch not my anointing and do my profit no harm. And you had about 75 folks that the pastor had under their hand because you were scared of this God, they used God to protect you against their garbage. That's not the way God is. Yes, you don't touch the anointed, and yes, you leave the prophet from home, but it also said it's better to have a millstone around your neck than to hurt the least of us. See, we need to read the whole book, but I understand. That's why we got 500 churches. Don't nobody agree with that book. But the point that I agree with is that God does own a cattle on a thousand hills, that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein, that all of us are children of the king. And that means that all of us, all of us have access that the system can say one thing, but if it contradicts the Bible, again, I know. That's why we got 500 churches. Don't nobody agree with that book. But the book I was given, the book that I build my faith on, tells me that I can do all things, that nothing is impossible, that where two or three are gathered in his name, that I can do all that book. <laughs> 
Yes, I might read a different translation. Me and the king don't get along. But still it says that I am more than a conqueror, that I can and I will, that if I ask, he will answer. And so I don't just ask for me. I don't just ask for my house. I believe that if I ask for my neighborhood, if I ask for my city, if I ask for my state, if I ask for my country, I believe God sent one man into a whole world and he redeemed a billion people on one Friday afternoon. And then he said, guess what? You saw what I did, minus the cross and all that. You're going to have some of that, but not that way. But you saw that I did? You shall do and greater. Jesus never had a radio show. He never had a podcast. He never had TVN and Willis Broadcasting. He didn't do an interview at 12 o'clock with Don Robinson, Barbara Sierra. And yet 5,000 people met him one day on a hill. And then he got there and he realized that we had a wonderful service, but we didn't order catering. They forgot, and he found one boy who delivered. He said, there's a boy over here, he'll do delivery. And he took those two fish and five loaves of bread, and he fed those 5,000 people that he met on the hill that came to hear him without a guitar, without streaming light, Without smoke coming out the flow, they just came to hear man. And he said, guess what? These things I do, you shall, and greater. Pastor Booth said this morning, breakfast must have been good. Pastor Booth said this morning, that he prays that there's more of us out there. I believe there are. I believe that we're in a moment. We're going to pray between now and November. That we're in a moment where we see that there's more of us in these streets. There's more of us that believe other than believe a different report. We're praying that those people will be activated, that those people will not just be activated to go to a ballot box and check somebody's name or bubble it in, but that they'll be activated to work in their communities, that they'll be activated to work in their schools, that they'll be activated to tutor, to train their young people, 
So they'll be activated to turn our churches not into dance halls and concert villas, but in the education homes where everybody is welcome to learn and grow. Everybody needs therapy, and there should be no one left behind. I'm going to speak that in here. Would you pray with us in a few moments? My dear Grant is coming to pray with us. Would you pray with us that the more of us, that all those people that they're scared of, all them folks out there in the projects that they ain't going to talk to, all them folks in the high rises, in the, in the, as my mother would call them, in the forgotten communities, all them people out there that's blind and cannot see, God will raise them up. I can't see this, but come on here, boy, put my name down. That's what I want. Those folks that probably hadn't been out and have given up, but just like them dry bones over there, we speak life into them. That's what we're praying this morning. Would you, where you are in your own home, in your own home, bow your head and close your eyes. And think not about the drama. Think not about the crazy. Think not about the stupid. Somebody told me a couple of days ago, said, you don't really seem human. You seem robotic. You, the stuff just rolls right off of you. Because I got better things to think about. I've come to the point in my life where I no longer want to be stressed by that garbage. I'd rather be stressed by things I can change. I'd rather spend my time crying to God for things that I want him to do. I know sometimes you think I don't talk. I just believe in eliminating the middleman. Middle management is no longer needed. On that same cross, there was a veil that was ripped right straight in half. You know what that was? That was the middleman getting his pink slip. He was gone. No more. Your services are no longer required. Hmm. There was no point in me talking to you and getting your feelings all in a bunch. I just take it to the Lord in prayer. So would you do that this morning? Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not care. Everything to God. Though millions have come. There's still room for one. Will you be that one to join the rest at the cross? To believe that one can chase a thousand and two can chase ten thousand. There's more of us than it is of them. And together, we can do all things.
through Christ that strengthens us. My dear grandma. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prosper in his way. Because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Most gracious and all wise fathers, we come this morning, we say thank you. We thank you, merciful Father, because we know that you are our help. We know that we can trust you in every situation. We know, God, is nothing too hard or nothing impossible with you. We know, dear God, that you love us. You care about us. And you just waited on us to just put our trust in you. God, help us to look to you for what's cometh by health and strength. Help us, merciful Father. Forgive us for all our sins. Help us to take heed to ourselves, God. Help us to look at ourselves and see where we have fallen short. And help us, dear God, that we might get up and do what you have told us to do. You said trust you, obey your word. Help us to read your word that we might know what you are saying to us, God. Help us, oh God, to to give us the revelation of your word, God. Give us your wisdom and your knowledge. Above all, God, give us that love, that we love one another. We esteem others greater than ourselves, God. Help us, God, to trust you. Knowing, God, that it's enough for all of us. We don't have to be envious or jealous of nobody. Because, God, you got plenty for all of us. Thank you this morning. Take this word that we have heard, God, and help us to walk in the light of your word, God. Help us to walk in love and patience and understanding. We just thank you this morning, God. We praise you and we magnify your name. Everything that's been said, every prayer that's been going up, every music that was played, it was played to your glory, God. And we said thank you. We love you. We praise you. We magnify your name. And we give your name all the honor. All the honor. All the glory go to you, God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Have a glorious week. God bless you.